Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Who woke up feeling dangerous? What a ridiculous night that Baker, was. Baker. Oh, my It's Rob Nikovich. Yeah, Rob, it is. And what an unbelievable night for Baker Mayfield and the Rams in what was the most unexpected of situations between the Rams and the Raiders last night. It is Canty and Carlin minus Canty today. He's a little under the weather. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And we begin the show today with Rob Nankovich, ESPN NFL analyst. I mean, that was just absolutely absurd what happened last night from the outside. So take me inside the locker room and the mentality of a player watching that happen for a guy that hasn't even been in the building 48 hours. They, I'm telling you, they just they brought the uh, sandbox in. They just draw up the plays. You go <laughs> this way. You run the post. You run the comeback. You run the sale. You run the toppers. So anyway, I, I mean, I, you got to tip your hat to Baker on that performance. He played a lot better than we've seen him play all season, and it was on short notice. There was a few hiccups, but that's to be had, especially when you're, you don't have any practice time. But um, as far as that final drive, having things under control, taking some chances down the field, it was great. But but I'm not jumping on this uh, Baker is the new guy and Baker's, no. Baker's the you know franchise guy now. It's one game, 230 yards, yeah. one touchdown. You know, I think there's going to be a, a big piling on here of like, did you see that? It's the system. It's the where he was at. The system is he's played football a long time. He's got some confidence in himself for sure. But at the same time, he was there, what, a day or two? He knows football. It's not like he's, you know, no. you walk into a building. If I walked into a defense, you could play defense that yeah. same day. You can play offense, especially if you're a quarterback. You know route concepts. You know uh, the number system and protection, you know the run concept. So, again, great game, great victory. Not taking anything away from it, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not going to say that, that, that Baker's back. And this also was somebody that won the Heisman Trophy and was the number one yeah, overall number pick. number one overall pick. Not all yeah. that long ago. Exactly. But it's a great story just in the amount of time that it happened. But I think the other part about it that is just a great story in the moment, Rob, is who he did it with. That wasn't Cooper Cup out no, there last yeah. night. Yep. That was Ben Skoranek. That was 2-2 at I, I, I love it. I love seeing that because yeah. that's that's guys that are buried on a depth chart due to just great great players that are on your roster. So you, you got Cooper Cup. How are you going to take his job? You're not. He's going to either play until he can't or you wait your turn until there's an injury, and then you get an opportunity. You go out there and you perform at a high level. So that's really fun to see. I love seeing young guys have an opportunity, go out there and show out. Um, but what a bad – oh, man, it, it was bad to watch the Raiders fall apart when they pretty much had that game in control, and then just two series, basically, that's it. You know, you have a couple dumb penalties, you know, swatting the ball out of the hand of the quarterback when he's got – like, you know that's a penalty. Um 
I think there was a holding or a pass interference on the yep. first play of that two minute or that uh, no huddle. Mm-hmm. So that kind of extended the drive there. So just some just bad football there on the Raiders part, which it's not it's not necessarily is it the Rams outperforming and doing everything perfect, or is it a mixture of the Rams executing and taking advantage of the Raiders' miscues? I think I think that's more the case. Rob Nakovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. Chris Carlin in for Green today on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. That that was where I was going next. It's probably not getting enough attention. This is the fourth time this season that they have given up a 13-point fourth-quarter lead. Rob, when you're on the field in that situation, does it just become a here-we-go-again type scenario when you have the penalties you do and all that as it's falling apart? And then, please explain the coverage at the end. So, I I don't think it's a here-we-go-again thing, but I also think the mentality on aggression, on how you call everything, even offensive plays, you know, what are, are you changing the way that you're approaching your, your game plan when you're up in the fourth quarter and you're being a little bit more conservative? And then you also think the turnover at the half, that was a big turnover. If you take three points, that's a big difference right there. So um, that's, that's the game. Mm-hmm. If they kick a field goal and don't throw the pick at, at half, the Raiders win. That's plain and simple. So mm-hmm. it comes down to one possession, and then the coverage is – you know, I'm not necessarily certain on whether the safety was trying to show. Like, you, maybe he was trying to bait a little bit and show more single high, and then he flipped his hips the wrong way, or just didn't really have enough. He have the right angle because when the ball got there, there were two players that could have defended that ball, but it was a great throw, and the safety was a step behind. So, you know, that's that's just not playing a play the way it's supposed to be played, and. I think if they were to redo that same situation in the fourth quarter, the Raiders would have played it differently. Rob, let's get to some of the games this weekend. First of all, uh, when you look at the Bills-Jets, what jumps out about this game and from a, from the a Bills' perspective of losing Von Miller, um, dis- especially when you consider how many pass rushers they've drafted high the last several years, the impact that that's going to have here? Yeah, I think that's a huge loss. That's that's a massive loss for Buffalo, and and you can say, oh well, he's going to be there and helping us out. No, he's not going to be on the field where you need him the most, where you need those big plays, those sacks and the forced fumbles and the turnovers, the TFLs that in the playoffs are game changing. They are alternate, like big changing moments in the game that that the the direction of the game is going one way, and then it only takes one play for it to go completely opposite. And I think that that's where they're going to miss the most. Um, they're going to miss him the most. And he's an older player. This is his second ACL in the same knee. He's not going to be ready in September. You know, this is we're in December, and he just had surgery. So, you know, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Mm, it's maybe midseason. It's it midseason. Like. It's yeah. midseason, especially when you're in your 30s and you've had your second ACL. You have to be careful that you don't re-tear it. So um, I, I think that this is a big loss for this season for the for the Bills, and it possibly could affect them in the in the beginning stages of next year's season as well. Ravens, Steelers, uh, no Lamar. We assume at least for this week. Uh, Is the bigger issue, and this is going to sound strange, but hear me out for a second. Again, another team that has struggled in the fourth quarter at times this year defensively. Is the bigger issue for the Ravens right now not having Lamar 
or making sure they're tightened up defensively, especially in a, in a week when, frankly, they should be against a, a rookie quarterback? Um, I, I think that it's tough for the Ravens because th- they've been in some close battles with Lamar, and there's some games that they've given up with Lamar. So without Lamar, they're so focused on his production that I think it's really tough to overcome having a backup in there where they're not the same player. You know, yeah. the backup in Lamar, Lamar's a different standard of athleticism and on the run and movement and he can cover up other problems he can cover up everything else so i think this is a tough matchup and i'm taking the steelers okay and then sunday night rob last one here um dolphins chargers Uh, i think if the dolphins were having a little bit less of a season that they're having and the chargers were a little bit better there would be a lot more made of the the tua herbert thing if you had to go back if you were the Dolphins right now, is Herbert still the better choice? Would you have redrafted it and taken Justin Herbert? Yeah, I would have taken Herbert. I, w- I would have. He's six six. He's a big physical guy. Um, we know Tua has the injuries that he's had even prior to being in the NFL, which could shorten your career. Um, and that's not even talking about what happened to him this year. So I definitely think that you look at Herbert and the physical specimen, the way that he could throw the football – um, he's somebody that is, is dang impressive. And then Tua is, too. Tua is a, a good thrower. He's got great presence in the pocket. But I just think Herbert, as far as just his athleticism and size, pure size, is going to give you some longevity. Biggest storyline that has your attention this weekend? Um, I think it's just the Eagles and can they keep it rolling. I think I really think that this team has to win this game. We talked about that on Get Up. Um, Right now, especially, you're hitting December. You want to be playing your best football, and you can't come down to the level of teams that you're about to play. And they're going to run into the Giants. They're going to play the Saints. You can't let your level of play drop down to your competition. you got to stay exactly where you're at or accelerate more. So the teams that you're supposed to beat, you're supposed to beat them bad. And I want to see them keep the pedal down and beat this, beat the teams that they are supposed to badly. So in the playoffs, they are not surprised because when they hit the playoffs and you're playing teams that are playoff football caliber teams, and then you've been playing teams that probably aren't supposed to be even close to the playoffs, you might get this false sense of how good you are, and then you hit a buzzsaw. So they need to go out there and play hard, play fast, and win convincingly on these teams that aren't very good. Rob, appreciate you hanging out. Thanks, man. Thank you. Rob Nakovich, ESPN NFL analyst. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Chris Canty, a little under the weather today. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Well, we are just getting started on a massive football Friday. Up next, you may think that Baker had the best night of any NFL player or team, for that matter, with the Rams uh, last evening, but there was a team that had a much better night than the Rams did. We'll explain in just moments. Referendum games all weekend long. We're going through them all. It is Canty and Carlin, minus Canty today, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You know, I know this already, and we were, like, it's it's the least surprising thing that you could have from Hembo, and we'll talk about it in a second. Just, he's that guy. He's that guy, and I often wonder if he's even remotely considering if he worries about being that guy like the rest of us do or not. It's Canty and Carlin. Canty out sick today. Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're dropping like flies all over the place here. But Canty's fine. Checked in with him in a bit uh, or a little earlier, and he's uh, he's all good. Hopefully Greeny's feeling better. We want you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hit us up at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Just moments ago, uh, Hembo told me during the break, Nuno uh, Bubba will bring you in on this, uh, that he, uh, in fact, prefers the standing desk. Um. I, the standing desk, listen, I, I get it if you have a back problem. I get it if you need to stretch uh, physically if there's an issue. But, Nuno, I, I, I know that you have reshaped your life completely, uh, and you are the, the pinnacle of health at the moment. But I have to believe, as having once been one of us, <laughs> that your respect level for someone who has the standing desk has to be somewhat limited so two things one i actually stand during the show because i just it's just uncomfortable no, but that's an energy but thing. yes yeah. that's but an like, energy thing i do think people who do the stand-in desk tr- think they're better than everyone else. exactly like i do believe that there are some managers around here i'm not going to mention their names <laughs> uh who do the whole stand-in desk thing and i just like dude you're just showing off yeah yeah it kind of feels that way bubba your take you know, I, I think I've gotten to the point where the exact same point that we've gotten with Orlovsky and his food takes, where yeah. I just can't let it in, impact my life anymore because <laughs> Orlovsky's food takes 
are so absurd, and we bring it up every time on the air, and they're just so insane that we used to get all worked up, and we say, hey, do you see what Dan said? Yeah. And then we'd have a five-minute debate about it, and we'd get all worked up, and my blood pressure would raise, and we'd get mad because they're so bad. Yeah. And this is where I think we're at with Hembo, but I got I just got to take a step back, and I say, yep, that's Hembo. I, I just can't deal with it anymore. Uh, Bubba, you, know, you, I just you, can't. you must not have heard. You must not have heard. Sitting is the new smoking, oh, my God. friend. You will never, on any occasion, see me sitting at my desk, you know what? sitting on the subway. What? If sitting is the new smoking, call me the Marlboro Man, okay? <laughs> because uh, you are never, I don't care how healthy I ever get in my life, which, as we all know, at this point is a crapshoot at best. But even <laughs> if I were to drop 75, 80, 100 pounds, I don't ever foresee a scenario unless medically necessary. For me to stand, and and Nuno just summarized it perfectly. You think you're better than us, and you're that guy, and it's not you worry about being that guy, it's you revel in being that guy, which makes it kind of a bit, but then you revel in that too. Yeah, much of it is performative nonsense. I I like looking down on Just the fact that you would use the word performative is problematic Don't be so here. cantankerous. Okay, I, I like looking down at, like, at and on people figuratively, but yes. also now that I have the standing desk situation, literally, I like looking down when I'm talking to someone <laughs> that's choosing to sit for God, some godforsaken reason. You should be standing as well. I, I, no, I shouldn't be standing. I shouldn't be. I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable. Cambo, uh, <laughs> you, you love being the worst. That's all there is to it. And I've heard Greeny say that so many times, and I believe it more and more the more time that we spend together. It's Kentia Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Celtics Warriors tomorrow night, ESPN Radio and on ABC. And I got to believe the Celtics are going to continue to be in the zone the way they are playing. In the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Okay, we have got... Some games this weekend in the NFL that are referendum-type games. The kind of games that really will illuminate what kind of football teams we are dealing with moving forward. That will say a lot about who these teams are. So let's get it rolling, first of all, in Pittsburgh. Ravens at Steelers. You know, number one here, Mike Tomlin, if he pulls this off and gets this team over 500, it may be the single greatest achievement of his career, and he's won a Super Bowl. And and it would really illustrate the level of coach that he is, because I never would have believed at the beginning of the year, didn't believe, still continue to not believe that they are capable of getting over 500. But at the same time, I look at what Pittsburgh is doing. I look at Kenny Pickett playing a little bit better I look at certain things falling their way. For instance, Hundley this week, as opposed to Lamar Jackson, it is not out of the realm of possibility that the Steelers could be headed toward a north of 500 season. No, Kenny Pickett started the year playing terribly. He's played four straight games without a single turnover. And as we look ahead at their schedule, like you said, Baltimore with Huntley. Then they go to Carolina. Then they host the Raiders. Then they get the Ravens again, and they end at home against the Browns. I would describe that as five winnable games for a team with some upward trajectory and a coach that obviously knows what he's doing in improving his team throughout the season. On the flip side of this, and, and perhaps the more important for our conversation, Nuno, I'll bring you in on this, is that Lamar Jackson, in missing the game this weekend, 
you are going to find out more about the Ravens and frankly about Lamar's contractual situation because the Ravens have defensively been in that same position that we saw the Raiders in last night, blowing big leads in the fourth quarter. And with that in mind, when you have Lamar Jackson, he is able to, frankly, cover up so many other shortcomings of your football team. And I think without him on the field, Duno, that this will show the Ravens just exactly what his true value is. I don't mind giving Lamar the fully guaranteed contract at a ridiculous amount of money when I know he's going to cover up all those other problems. Aaron Rodgers is at the point in his career where he doesn't cover up other problems. Mm. He needs other things to be better for him to succeed. Um, I agree with you. I think this is the referendum on the system or the players, right? The Ravens, we all hear, they believe in the system. It's all about the system, and it's probably one of the many reasons they don't want to pay Lamar Jackson what he wants. I think if this goes wrong here and Huntley is out, because, you know, everyone's talking one to three, and it's a PCL, so who knows exactly. If he's out in an extended period of time and they collapse, they're at eight wins, they probably still make the playoffs, but if they collapse, that system conversation that they try to push and narrative that they push goes out the window and you have to give Lamar pretty much anything he wants. Look, it's hard as we, Canty and I went through yesterday to imagine them not getting two wins in their remaining five games. But I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible that the Ravens could fall apart here depending on how many games, we say one to three weeks, but then the bigger issue is this. What is he when he comes back? Mm. Is he the same electrifying player, uh, not just in you know box office, but more in being able to cover up all those other things? Yeah, he could be mobile, but if he's not the guy who's just going to absolutely destroy you on one play, that does not cover up those other problems as well. Yeah, the PCL is a nagging injury that won't be fully remedied until the offseason. But if I'm Lamar Jackson and I'm looking at my long-term future, right, and I'm just observing what has happened recently, right, I won the MVP award. More recently, we saw the Cardinals give Kyler Murray $190 million guaranteed the first offseason for which he was eligible. I have seen my defense blow a two-score lead on four occasions this season, and I have seen Jalen Hurts get A.J. Brown. I've seen Tua get Tyreek Hill. I've seen Josh Allen get Stephon Diggs. And I got Rashad Bateman and Deshaun Jackson off the scrap heap, right? Why do I want to look in my long-term future and say, yeah, I think Baltimore is the place for me for the next 10 years. I don't think the Ravens have kept up their end of the bargain. All right, next. Roundhead Bengals. Bubba will bring you here in. First of all, the Browns have the Bengals number. They have won five in a row. And I am a believer in that idea that one team, even if inferior in the standings, can have another's number. I mean, just look at this situation. The Browns are sitting here at five and seven, and the Bengals are nine and four. And they have won six of their last seven. But there is something to be in in somebody else's heads. And Bubba, I believe in this instance that's the case. The, this is an exceptionally important game for the Bengals to continue to move this forward. You don't need a hiccup at this point when there is not a, a certainty that they can't catch the number one overall seed. First of all, the Bengals are eight and four. Eight and four, excuse me. So clean Thanks. it up. All right. And uh, I'm so glad I brought you into this conversation. Yeah, me too. But no, I, I get what you're saying with the Browns, but I just think it's it's a different situation right now. We're clear, you know, Deshaun came back, first game, didn't look great. I expect him to look better for sure, but the way the Bengals are rolling right now, 
Burrow seems to be they won four in a row. I just think the Bengals are going to dominate this game. I, I just think they're on their way to being an AFC. You know, I think they're still going to be behind the Chiefs right now, but I, I don't see the Browns doing it right now. I think there's Deshaun is so rusty that they don't have a chance to win this game. I, I Nuno, I can't think for a second that we're going to see a massive jump from week one to week two. I think we'll see a jump, but I don't think it is going to be a big enough jump for Deshaun Watson to where they're going to be able to overcome this and beat the Bengals in this spot. If you see the, that type of jump, then we need to start talking about the Browns actually potentially making a run into the playoffs, right? Because they're 5-7 and seven right now. Yep. So if he plays to that level, and I don't think he'll get to that, but if he plays to that and what we've seen sometimes from that defense and the fact that they own the Bengals, then yes, we. I think then we can start talking about them possibly coming close to making the playoffs. And he's not wrong when you look at the schedule because you'd have the Ravens next week again, potentially without Lamar Jackson. Then you've got the Saints at home, followed by road games at the Commanders and at Pittsburgh in Week 17 and 18. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. But if Deshaun Watson makes that leap, that discussion is there. Have you seen the line on this game? Uh, I believe that the Bengals are, are they a touchdown favorite? Is it six points? It's only five and a half now. It strikes okay. me as just a tad bit smelly. The, the Browns looked horrible last week against the worst team in the league. And the Bengals looked great. And the Bengals have looked great. That's kind of a smelly line. I would have thought it'd be something closer to a touchdown. I think the odds makers agree with you. Uh, but this is a potential trap game for uh, Burrow and the Bengals, in part based upon the history and in part just based upon the circumstances. Look, uh, if you're the Bengals, this should be, frankly, just a take-care-of-business yep. type game. Mm-hmm. And the idea that they have beaten you five in a row, uh, that can't be a thing, if that makes sense. It can't even be a consideration this coming Sunday. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. No Canty today. He's a little under the weather. As the holidays approach, many businesses are hiring for festive jobs like turkey catcher and reindeer wrangler. They're actual jobs on ZipRecruiter. No joke. If ZipRecruiter can fill these roles, what roles can't they fill? ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Discovering Discover hiring joy with ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. This exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Jets at Beals. Look. For Buffalo guys, this is this is important. The Bills have to just keep the train rolling. And the biggest thing that they need to do, especially without Von Miller this week, Embo, is to make sure that Mike White is not a thing. Mike White cannot continue to be this great story for the New York Jets. We know what the stumbling blocks are. We've seen a couple of them already. He can be someone who on one Sunday delivers a lights-out performance, and on another Sunday is god-awful to watch. They need to make sure it's the latter this week. Absolutely. I think we often overuse the term must-win, but I view this as a must-win game for the Bills, and I'll tell you why. Our numbers say that if they beat the Jets this weekend, the Bills have about a one-in-two chance of being the number one seed in the AFC, Mm -hmm. 47%. If they lose this game, that number dips all the way to 17%. 
obviously in part because they would then have a third loss within the division and very likely be wind, wind up being like the five seed in the conference. And I think the Bills have more to gain than any team by being the number one seed. To have to go on the road in the playoffs and beat Mahomes and Burrow, that is a massive undertaking. Being at home in Buffalo to have to win twice is obviously a much easier road. That goes without saying, but this week is going to go a long way in determining that. I believe that the Bills actually could go to Kansas City and win. I believe that the Bills could go to Cincinnati and win. I don't believe that either of those teams or Miami would go and win in Buffalo. Mm. Even with Kansas City at this point, the problem, though, becomes what happened this week. And that is Von Miller out for the year. Nuno, um, we have Von Miller, who has eight sacks in the season. The combination of A.J. Epineza, of Boogie Basham, of Gregory Rousseau, and Shaq Lawson has... 13 sacks among the four of them compared to eight for Von Miller. This this is a major problem for the Bills. And these three of these guys, and Lawson was too, but he's a little bit beyond prime at this point. But those three guys in Epinesa, Rousseau, and, and Basham were all top two-round draft picks in the last couple of years. They have to begin to show it. Yes, the I think the biggest... I think for me with Von Miller is the confidence, right? He was brought in. Why? Because they needed that guy with 13 seconds left to go get the quarterback, to yep. go get Mahomes. Those guys, they've lost that. So I don't know where they're going to turn because we also know that you're going to need to cover up one of Josh Allen's mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. We all talk about he'll make a, he'll throw a pick at the wrong time, but can your defense hold? No Von Miller. I uh, I don't know if that's the case anymore. Yeah, I don't know that that's the case anymore either. And it has me questioning the Bills being able to get there. To be clear, those are are spots where I believe the Bills could have gone on the road and won in the playoffs without Von Miller. I'm not sure that that's the case. Finally, one last one in the AFC. Dolphins at Chargers. If the Chargers were a little bit better and the Dolphins were a little bit worse, we'd be talking a whole lot more about Tua and Justin Herbert here. But Tua has been what he has been throughout the course of the year with the exception of last week. And Brandon Staley has just scalied the Chargers to (laughs) mediocrity. And at this point, I think... Two is a little bit fortunate that it's not more of a discussion. Bubba, this might be a little bit under the radar for the Dolphins here because this is a three-game stretch of, you know, last week uh, going on the road and losing, this week at the Chargers, and then next week at Buffalo. Mm. This is this is a really rough stretch, and this is the middle game that Tua and the Miami Dolphins have to get. Yeah. Thanks for the analysis. Good job. Dynamite drop-in. <laughs> no, I was on the phone, so I really wasn't really paying attention to what you said there. But uh, something about Tua, I agree now. He's, yep. I saw on the dock we're talking about Tua or Justin Herbert. And the question was, <laughs> which QB? Which Is there a way doing? for me to be able to shut off Bubba's mic as opposed to Bubba? <laughs> I'm mean, literally on the phone. Hey, so. hey, hey, Bubba, I think you were wondering, could this go sideways to the point for the Dolphins and Tua where you question is he the guy again for you? <laughs> yeah, Bubba was wondering that before yeah, the Bubba show. Yeah, Bubba was Let's wondering get... that yeah. before the show. Yeah, I mean, ask me a real question, Carlin. That's, that's, the, that's the issue here. I'll check back in with you when we get to the Cowboys. Look, 
Are they playing this weekend? <laughs> Why don't well, you go to break here? I mean, geez, we're so, it's time to wrap it up. I take it back. Hembo's not the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> and, he's you, si- and that's because he's sitting down right there. I can see him sitting down. No, that's not why he's the worst. Bubba can be equally as offensive in any standing or sitting position. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Free throw McConnell is missed. Sends the ball the rebound. Thornton trying to get up the right side. Thornton in trouble. Gets it off Holden. Snaps off a three. High on the right. Yes! Holden knocks down a three from high on the right to give Ohio State the win. Tanner Holden gets the ball from Thornton as Bruce Thornton almost mishandled it, and he knocks down a game-winning three on the Tanner Holden to give the Buckeyes a 67 66 win over Rutgers. How about that? All right. You know what? How about that? Let's talk about the the screw job of all screw jobs that happened last night, if you're going to do that. (laughs) Twice. First of all, the Thornton kid was out of bounds. And then secondly, as Jay Billis pointed out on Twitter, the first kid, uh, the, the kid who hit the shot, was actually out of bounds right before, and you're not allowed to be the first person to touch the ball when mm. you come back inbounds. A double screw job so, right there. Was that what Bubba was doing, pulling that audio when he asked you a question last segment and he was unprepared for it? I don't think that was what he was doing. Bubba can find in eight seconds a way to just completely hose me. <laughs> the only thing I like about that cut is Paul Keels, who does Ohio State. But other than that, that was, I'm sitting there watching that uh, on one screen with my wife last night. We're just disgusted with what we just watched unbelievable by the way Bubby you didn't you didn't play anything about my guy Adam Corsack winning uh, the Ray Guy award <laughs> finally justice over the last you couple want of to years play a punt yes yes I do I want you to play a punt he's the Aussie assassin yeah we've heard stop it it's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN radio I really I just don't care for you at all starting stronger <laughs> Starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what 
makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Okay, referendum games, we went through them in the AFC. Let us shift over to the NFC. In for Greeny today. Uh, as we said, Canty and Carlin. Canty's a little under the weather, too. Let's get to Detroit. Vikings at Lions. Hembo this morning put in our note prior to the show, this is one of those lines that is a fishy line. What is the line on this game right now? The Lions. The sub-500 Lions are a two-point favorite over the 10-2 and two Minnesota Vikings in this game. Okay. Think back a few weeks when we talk about fishy lines, that Vegas is begging you to do something. What are they doing here? They're begging you to bet on the Minnesota Vikings. They did it to you a few weeks ago, too. They were begging you to bet on the Minnesota Vikings when they were hosting the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. What happened? The Cowboys won by 37. They knew what they're they knew what they were doing, and they know what they're doing here. The Lions are a different team. They, there are teams that go through a metamorphosis as the season goes along. This was a team that at the beginning of the year did not know how to get over the hump. They do now, and they're playing with an exceptionally high level of confidence. So it does not surprise me that the Lions are favored by two points here. I would jump all over the Lions mm. in this game in every way possible because you, you have a, a two-loss team that everybody's looking at saying, how do we not take the Vikings at this yeah, point? Yeah, we had a caller earlier this week that called Greeny and me and rebuked us essentially for raining well, on the Vikings. Well, he called Greeny. He didn't call you so much. Well, he called us out for... <laughs> well, yes, that is true. Yeah. I am the worst. That's why I said <laughs> that. Yes. Right? However, he was like, why are you guys not uh, talking up the Vikings? We have two losses. We're the best team in the league that no one's talking about, yada, yada, yada. What I said then and what I'll repeat is that what your record is, is a very different answer than how good you are. So the Vikings are the 171st team to ever start 10-2 and two or better through 12 games. But their scoring margin of plus 10 is far and away the worst. In other words, they've yeah. outscored their opponent by 10 points on the whole season, right? They're an average football team that happens to be 10-2. and two. I don't just think that. Vegas thinks that. V- Nuno, is there any reason here that we should be shaming ourselves for disrespecting the Minnesota Vikings at this point in the year, or do you buy into the Lions on this role? No, I just don't trust. Uh, they have the definition of a Ponzi scheme for a quarterback. <laughs> You're going to give him some money. He's going to show you some results. You're going to keep giving him some money, and when you ex- expect returns, it's not going to be there. And that's what they have with Kirk Cousins, and that's what's going to happen here. I think the Lions just There's something, even though I don't think, there's something there with them. I don't think, I'm not over the moon with them. I just don't trust the Vikings at this point. I think that's completely fair, and I don't think there's a reason to trust the Vikings. You like that? Eagles at Giants. This is a game uh, Sal Powell and I will be calling on ESPN Radio this coming Sunday. Um, Does this feel like a trap game for the Eagles? It should, but it doesn't. It's not. And... I, I have to say, uh, Nuno, even you as a Giant fan, I'm curious as to how you feel about this situation. Uh, it sounds like they could be without Leonard Williams, who had a neck injury uh, pop up the other day against Washington. They are banged up right now, and it feels like this season might be starting to slip away. Uh, this is a week where I would expect the Eagles to kind of keep the pedal to the metal, so to speak. 
Nuno, at this point, as a Giants fan, what are your feelings? A lot of pain. Mm. A lot of pain. Because I, I don't think they keep it close. I think they get blown out, and it's kind of just beat the Colts, beat the uh, Commanders, and you should get in. You should get in. All right, listen. At this point, that's, I think, all you can hope for if you're the Giants. Just hang on for dear life. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. 